Reporting to you, not live, from outside of my closet. Hi, everyone. Hi. How are we? I don't know. I feel like everyone feels like everything's on fire. Um, I don't think everyone, but I, a lot of people I talk to is, are just, like, really stressed out. Um, I just went grocery shopping. It's kind of fun. So the company I work for, they have a Christmas party or a holiday party on um, next week. And for the holiday party, they we have these like these like hoppier cards. So these a hoppier card is like an online credit card um, or online like debit card. And so they load it on every quarter for we get like meals when we go to meetings and stuff. It's kind of rad. Um, but I've realized in the last year that like you know you you DoorDash and twenty five you get like twenty five dollars for a lunch or whatever and when you DoorDash that you don't get very much because you know there's so many fees and shit now that like so I started just getting like gift certificates um, to Trader Joe's and then just putting it towards groceries and so every holiday party we have um, every year we have. We get $60 uploaded on it to, like, get a bottle of wine or something, like a snack, a bottle of wine, and then we have, like, a little, like, Zoom party. And last year, I was, I didn't really understand. I thought it was, like, the same thing. You just got, like, a bigger stipend for, like, a meal. And I was in Vegas doing an event for them, and so I, like, during the party... So I ordered like $60 worth of Vegas sushi and it was fine, but it wasn't like, you know, like if you go Vegas sushi, you kind of got to go expensive. And so like I didn't go expensive because you can't get much if for expensive sushi with $60. So I did, it was like decent sushi, but then I get on the Zoom and people are like, so what'd you spend your $60 on? And people are like, a bottle of Jameson, I bought it a week ago. And I'm like, wait a minute, I don't have to, I don't have to buy a meal right now. Um, so anyway, I just went grocery shopping and I put the $60 towards that, which is really awesome. And I am grateful for that extra. Um, but I, it's saying like how everyone's like kind of struggling. So I, there used to be, I just discovered sun, sunflower seed oil and I really like it. It just makes things a little bit more crispy. It cooks them a little quicker. I don't know. That's just what I've noticed. And I, uh, and because olive oil just keeps hiking up. So the big bottle of olive oil, like Trader Joe's, I haven't seen like that much of a like price hike with all of this like inflation stuff. I think there might be like an, one of the nice companies, maybe. I don't know. They treat their employees pretty well. Um, I think, I don't know. From everything I've seen and heard, they're like, not a shitty company that's like trying to price gouge for profits. Um, but they're, I, I've been there, the, their price of olive oil keeps going up and usually like a big one's like eight ninety nine, And today it was twelve ninety nine. I was like, who's buying olive oil for $12, $13. I don't know. Is that me? Just, is that what happened? I think of the sunscreen song again, where they're like, prices will rise. Politicians will flander and you two will get old. Um, but, I bought something called canola oil and it, I Googled it and it was like, yeah, this is a fine thing to cook with. It actually might be a little healthier. So I don't know, TBD, but yeah. Oh, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like yawning a bunch. My, um, 
my period is here and that thing is banana pants. Uh, I, I, and I did, I went to San Francisco again this week. I don't know. I like, I was like putting off recording this cause I'm trying to get on a schedule where at least I have, I, you know, I released the, uh, the early release episodes for the Patreon subscribers on Thursday at some time. Um, so I'm like, okay, so you record Wednesday or Thursday and yesterday because of the period I was down and I went to San Francisco and I was just really tired. So I was like down for the count. Um, and so I recorded, I did, uh, I have a live show each week on uh, YouTube Live, the uh, um, You Don't Even Like Sports Live with Adam Todd Brown and Jeff May. I won't be there next week because I'll be working, but, um, so I did do that, but other than that, I just slept. But so I like, today I was like looking at my notes, I'm like, man, I don't really have anything to talk about. It hasn't been really like a significant um like it's been kind of an in- insignificant week, and I, I went to San Francisco. I had sushi, and I, there's a fun little sushi spot. Turns out, takoyaki, takoyaki, is everywhere. So I worked, I, I worked at a Korean nightclub uh, before the world ended. Um, I worked there like I, that was my job, right? Um, when after the world ended, they shut down, obviously, like every nightclub did, and and then they did this weird thing. Um, and this is when I decided I, I was pretty much planning on not going back. Um, we got lucky because the nightclub was going to close down in January anyway, before we found out about COVID. How wild is that? Like thinking about back then, like January, 2020, um, we are supposed to have our, our big new year's Eve party at the nightclub. And uh, I think I told you guys about this a long time ago. It got shut down right before the New Year's Eve party, which was wild because my boss, who did not get the correct permits, lost about $25,000. And it was supposed to be all of our like last night bartending in this club for and then being unemployed for a month, right? So it was supposed to be like a really big, big... um What's it called? Big payday. My uh, garage band is fucking up again. So I am, I backup recorded on Audacity and I'm glad I did that because I'm, I don't know. Uh, Audacity, I guess, is a good, it's frustrating. Um, I don't know why it keeps saying disc slow. It doesn't matter. But so uh, we, that was supposed to be like our last night work, bartending, like working for a month, right? Because it was going to be cl- shut down for a month, the club. And we were lucky because. We all filed for unemployment before everyone else did when the world shut down. And so I didn't work. I didn't work there. Um, I like my plan was not to go back when the club reopened. My plan was to try and figure out kind of what I'm doing now, just like other jobs. I just working at like one bar is just not. I don't know. In my experience, it's kind of toxic. It's. It's not conducive if you are trying to pursue a career because there's always some like bitchy manager. I'm not talking about the nightclub. I love my manager there, but um, both my managers, one passed away, unfortunately, but the other one, I, you know, I adore them. But the restaurant I worked at earlier this or, or last year, 2023, there's like some bitchy manager who's like, I don't care about your schedule at all. You know, you have to be at this bar when I say you have to be at this bar. And I just, it's not conducive. So I was, I, you know, January, 2020, I was trying, there's a point to this. I don't even know. Uh, I was trying to, um, not like kind of do what I'm doing now, which is really awesome that I'm doing it now. And it's much scarier than it is going to a nightclub every Friday and Saturday night, but I am much happier and healthier because we also drank quite a bit when we, when I worked at that nightclub. Um, but my plan was not to go back. And so then, you know, 
one month turned into two months of the club not being finished and then COVID hit. And thank God we all, everyone that worked at the nightclub already had their unemployment. So we didn't have to like wait. Some people waited till like 2021 to even get anything. So fucking scary. So fucking insane, dude. Um, I don't know. The older I get, the more I'm like, man, am I, the more radicalized I get. It's just totally insane that I don't need to get into it. If you listen to this, you probably agree with most of the stuff I say. So I don't need to hop on and be like, it's nuts that people weren't, that people were, you know, unable to be paid. Meanwhile, while the government was like, I don't know, we can, um, I don't even know what I was going to say. Uh, so yeah. I, I, and, and when the club reopened, it was so funny. It's, Koreatown man just has like a different it's a different world it's like a different culture different world it's just it's it's like it's I told you guys about this so the guy who owned the nightclub owned like a half of Koreatown like he owns like a bunch of other like he literally bought the nightclub I worked at just so he had like a fun place to go on Friday and Saturday night like and this place was massive like it's like and it's one of the bigger nightclubs in Koreatown. There's like two big nightclubs in Koreatown that are like that, like kind of like uh, are rivals. Um, and so I like it just like a different world, man. Like I remember one time, I don't know if I told you guys about this. Uh, all of my coworkers, uh, most of them were Korean. A few of us were not, but I was working one day and everyone was Korean who I was working with. And, and they all were wearing shirts that said vote yes for something, right? And, and I was like, oh, uh, I was like, do you, what, what is the voting for? What do you want me to vote for? Like what, you know, how can I support whatever this causes? And so I guess like little Bangladesh and Los Angeles wanted to take two blocks of, of Koreatown. And so Koreatown was saying vote no for that. So I think it was vote no, but it was against that notion. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll wear the shirt. And so I put on the shirt and they're all laughing. The white girl is voting for the Koreatown to keep it's, you know, it's, borders, whatever. And I asked my boss who is now passed away, rest in peace. I asked him, I go, and this guy always talked to me like this. He was, it, it was, he was, he was, uh, he was a very funny man, but a very like, I don't, I, we, a lovely man. Um, but he, and he was like my age too. Um, I don't know. He, I think he passed at like 38. He died a couple of years ago. Um, so fucking sad. But so I, I asked him, I was like, so I was like, so what is like, how, where can I vote for this? Is this like on, you know, is it was, what's it going to be on the ballot? Like, I just assumed it was going to be on the ballot. It was an election year. I was like, I, I just assumed it was going to be on the ballot. So I was like, oh, is what, is it a prop? Is it, you know, what is it? Like, is it a prop eight? Like what, you know, what, a, what prop is it? You know what I mean? And he goes, what are you talking about? No one ever knows what you're talking about. <laughs> and I was like, uh, the national election that is happening in like four months. And he was like, no, we're not doing that. He's like, go to this website and just click yes or no. And then in a couple of weeks, they'll decide. And that's literally how they decided. And I think Koreatown stayed intact. I don't, rem I don't remember how it ended, but so this, so it just like its own, it's just, a, it's just a different world. And I worked in Koreatown for a couple of years and I just learned a whole bunch. And so when, um, when it was time to, uh, come back to work when places were opening uh it was a nightclub but it was right next to a big music venue so it would open for happy hour and dinners and stuff so it would open like at like five or four and there'd be a happy hour and then people sometimes would come in for dinner it wasn't really a conducive shot spot for dinner but people still would come in and great food right and 
So when they reopened, my manager, not the one who passed the other one, she called and she's like, hey, so here's how what they want to do. They want so you don't lose your unemployment. You can just come back and work for free. And if and most of our credit cards and this is how it is for most bartenders, your credit cards are on your your uh, are your tips are on your credit cards now. And so like you usually don't get cash tips. If you're able to tip someone cash, do that because like now everything is taxed. Everything it's 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 um. It's, it's a very different world in the bartending waitressing world. And so she was like, so you can come back and like, we just won't like, you won't clock in. And so like whatever cash tips you get, you just keep those. And that way you can keep your unemployment. And I was like, what? No, why would I, what? And she was like, well, that way, you know, when we fully open and it is really busy and, you know, we were able to fully open whenever COVID restrictions lift, you still have a job. And I was like, oh yeah, that's not, legal at all <laughs> she's like I'm like you can't ask me to come work for free and then tell me if I don't I won't get my job back um and she was like all right well you don't have to come back now it was just an offer and I was like yeah I still get my job back if I want it back but of course I didn't want it back when time came but it was just so funny how it was like presented but at this place I discovered this is like a 14 minute story to tell you I discovered takoyaki takoyaki I can spell it, takoyaki. Um, it's just like a ball of fried squid. It's like filled with like some kind of like, I don't know. I don't know, like aioli. And it's and it's like got like the, the eel sauce on it. It is so, I think it's my favorite food. And so I would eat it all the time when I would work. And I like the kitchen, I, I my, the kitchen at that place has my heart. They knew all, like I liked three things. And one of them was like this like fish egg. I don't know. It was so good. It was like a fish egg salad something. And then one another was this crazy spicy chicken. And then the takoyaki. And I never... So I haven't worked there. And then when they finally reopened to full nightclub status, uh, they just decided to close the kitchen and only open Friday, Saturday. And I think they're open Thursdays now. I don't know. I haven't been back in over a year. Um, I, I After all that, when they asked if I wanted to come back when they fully opened, I was like, no. I will be a fill-in, and I did, and last Christmas Eve, I was really, really sick, and it was really dead, and they, all the bartenders were, like, just drinking, and I was like, dude, I gotta go home, um, I'm so sick, the Bronco game was the next day, I was like, I need to get, a, like, at least three hours of sleep, I can't, like, and I'm like, and no one's here. You guys are just drinking and talking to customers. And one, the girl that replaced me, who was kind of a train wreck, was like, hey, uh, no, we want you to stay. Do a shot. And I was like, girl, I'm so sick. And, and then I, she's like, well, just give it another hour. And I'm like, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching. I'm watching all the bartenders just like chat it up with customers. And I was like, no, I'm leaving. And I don't know if that's why I haven't been asked to come back or if they just replaced me with somebody who was like, Cause I did get like four more jobs and I, they, Oh, I guess they did ask me a couple of times to come back and fill in. Never mind. On my head, I got fired. No, I didn't. Um, I've just have never been busy. So they stopped asking, but so they closed the kitchen, but that kitchen has my heart. And I don't know. So what is this? Like two, three, four. Oh my God. 2020 was four years ago. That's fucking bananas. Um, so I never thought to like look up if there was takoyaki how common it was first of all it's really funny because it's not a korean dish it's actually uh japanese and my boss rest the one who passed away was like i love that literally the only thing that you love to eat at a korean restaurant is japanese and i'm like i don't know i love that fucking i love that fucking squid ball it's so good 
And so I don't know. I go to San Francisco a lot for my job, right? And maybe five months ago, I was I we used to stay at this one hotel that definitely uh, is haunted, the most haunted place I've ever been to in my life. Um, we used to stay there. And our like we have a coworker who's kind of bougie and God bless him because because he's so bougie, uh, shit changes. So like all of us are afraid of this hotel. No one sleeps there. It's cold. It's like the walls are paper thin. There's definitely a dead little girl in it. You know what I mean? Like it's like the most haunted thing I've ever I've ever slept in. And so our our bougie coworker uh, stayed there one night and then called the person who's in charge of the hotels and was like, do people stay here every time? And the woman who does our hotels, who is also a fucking superhero, she's like, uh, yeah. And the bougie coworker goes, yeah, unacceptable, unacceptable. I mean, we found like hairs in our bathtub that's definitely not ours. Like it's not the cleanest either. It's like one of the oldest buildings and hotels in San Francisco though. And their restaurant is lovely. And every day at 5 p.m. you get a free glass of wine. So it's like, and I like, it's great. But anyway, so when we were st- when we were still staying at that, like now we stay at a hotel called the Hotel Zeppelin. And it is, uh, God bless that bougie coworker, because it is night and day nice. Like so nice. Like I slept like a baby. Well, as much as you can. I don't know. I'm getting used to sleeping back in hotels again. Uh, I haven't, I haven't done that in a couple, you know, like a month or so since um, Christmas time. But uh, so when we were staying at that other hotel, the haunted one, I was like, maybe I could just Google. I really wanted some taco yaki. And I was like, maybe I could. This is 17 minutes of me talking about (laughs) this fucking fried ball. Uh, I mean, there's other stories that were mixed in there, but this fried ball. So I Googled it and across the street. Did I tell? I must have told you guys this because I was so excited. So I went across the street. It was also a Korean spot, which is really funny. A lot of Korean spots carry takoyaki uh so i go in there and i order all this stuff and i worked at a you know i worked at a korean place for years so i i'm really into all this like i like they they bring out like a little tray of like kind of appetizers like a chips and salsa but korean so it's not chips and salsa but it's like you know little little dishes um kimchi i don't fully know what the other stuff is but it's delightful so i get that I order some soju. This is, you know, six months ago when I found takoyaki across the street. Uh, I order some soju and, you know, and then I order my takoyaki and then I think I order like two more things. And there's this Korean couple sitting next to me and they are talking clearly about me. Like they're not, they're talking in Korean, so I can't understand them, but I know they're talking about me, right? And I'm like, I don't know, whatever. I'm the only white girl in this Korean restaurant. And so I, I it's, and I'm tall and I'm alone and I have a suitcase. I don't blend. So I was like, whatever. So I'm like eating my, eating my whatever. And the, the guy goes, hey, excuse me. And I was like, yeah. He goes, we were talking about you just now. And I was like, yeah. I didn't go, yeah, I know. I was like, oh yeah. And he's like, he's like, we're really impressed how well your, like your, I don't remember what he used, but your manners are here. Like you're like how you're using your chopsticks, how you're drinking the soju, how you're like, how you're doing everything correctly the way in Korean culture. And we're just really impressed because you're a white girl. And I was like, oh yeah, I worked at this Korean restaurant for a long time and I'm takoyaki is my favorite. And then he gave me a weird look and I'm like, and I know it's Japanese. I know it is. But so then after that, I decided to start just Googling takoyaki. Guys, it's so common. I guess I could just buy some at a Japanese restaurant, a Japanese market too. Um, And so 
we went to uh, San Francisco 20 minutes later. That's what, but try it, try it. It's T-A-K-Y-A-K-I, Takayaki. It's so good. I love it so much. It's my favorite. I think it's my favorite food. I think that and a, a, a like a cheap quesadilla or a buffalo chicken quesadilla. Um, oh, but I used to, when I worked at Big Wang's, they had this buffalo chicken quesadilla. There was a period of time where I ate it every day for like, I don't know, two years. Can't be healthy for you. Can't be healthy for you. Um, but so we got to San Francisco and we had, we had a good sushi dinner. And then I, I did another museum tour, um, several months ago. Remember I did, uh, I, we went to the SF MoMA and we did like a museum tour. Cause part of the thing that my company does is museum hack tours. So they do like different, like weird stories about the museum. And I'm doing another one on Tuesday, but a solo one in San Francisco on Tuesday. Um, so I, it's so funny. Cause like, I've been doing these events now uh, over a year, right? Um, and I don't get nervous for them anymore. And these events have helped me with my stage fright and comedy. I still get nervous before I go on stage for telling jokes, but that's because, you know, the, the stakes are high and it's different every time, you know, and it's, but it's not, but it's just a, a different, because I'm in front of so many different people every week now because of my job, I'm not as freaked out about the public, uh, you know, as uh, at stand up as I was. You know, I've had, I think most stand ups have, have uh, stage fright. That's not really that weird of a thing. Um, I mean, public speaking is the number one fear of the humans. That's what I think that's the statistic. Uh, but it's so funny, before I do these museum tours, I get so so nervous and not like I get like like this is the first time I didn't blow out the SF MoMA toilet like the last two times I was so nervous that I just like evacuated like I mean like I got there and it was just like there's no I have I'm going to shit my pants I'm so nervous like the nervous poo I don't have a poop scoop so maybe that's just your poop scoop um, I, I did say I was going to start recycling poop scoops so I can repost them on TikTok and I forgot to, um, I forgot to look into that before I came on, but I bet I can do that now. Uh, so, um, I realized why, cause I was like, why am I so nervous for this? And I, and I thought at first I was like, do you think it's because I don't do this event as much as I do the other events like I do the other events like we do the guacamole competition all the time right that one that one I could do in my sleep and we do it all the time and so I I I we do it all the time and it's not that because like I've done a couple of other events I'm doing two events next week no one event next week I've never done and I don't think I'm going to be really that nervous for it because I'm just it's not scary but like I realize why I get so nervous for this SF MoMA, this, this museum tour is because it's a smart quote, smart person thing. And I know I'm not dumb. You know what I, I know I'm smart. I know that like I intellectually, I know that, but there is a core deep down belief that I am a moron, that I am so dumb. Um, and you guys know, I mean, if you're new here, um, a lot of my life, uh, a lot of my family, thought I was pretty dumb. One time I went and spent a holiday with uh, cousins and aunts and uncles and we went to a bookstore or a li we went to a library, we went to a bookstore later, but we went to the library 
And I am 35 at this time. I'm 35. I've lived in one of the hardest cities to live in on my own for 15 years at this point. You know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm pretty capable. And, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm walking with my aunt and my uncle and my aunt literally, this is no joke, points to the children's section and goes, there's a, the, the children's sections over there. You might be able to find something for yourself to read over there. And I, the only reason I don't think she was kidding is because my aunt, my uncle looked at her and said, well, that's kind of condescending. She should be able to at least read the, the young adult. And I was like, how old do you guys think I am? Do you guys really think I'm this dumb? Like, I'm not dumb, like at all. But I grew up being treated like that little example my whole life, right? Like my whole life. And so even though I know I'm not dumb, obviously I know I'm not dumb. But there is a core belief inside that I have to constantly unravel and then look at it and be like, not dumb, still not dumb. You know, like, and it's, and, and it's, it's, I was walking and one of, one of my, my friends I work with, who is a dear friend, I'm so grateful I've met her outside that, that where we will be friends for life. I, I tell, well, two of them, I tell them that. And one of them goes, yeah, you're going to have to, you're going to have to tell yourself the opposite for the rest of your life. That's, you're just going to have to keep telling yourself you're not dumb because or you're smart because it's just so funny how anybody can be a parent. You know what I mean? Like anybody can be a parent and like, and like we don't monitor how we talk to these children and the formative years are like the most important like the stuff my dad did to me as a kid will be with me probably forever. Um, I, you know, I work through it. It's, I mean, and, and it's also in its nature, the type of abuse it was, um, sexual abuse is usually something that you carry with you. And, but it's just so funny to me that like, we don't, mo there's no, there's no rule book on what we say to our children or how we treat our children. Um, and not that I want there to be, I don't want the government to go in and be like, these are how we, but you know, it's just so crazy. And that's, so because in my formative years, a handful of people told me I was a total idiot, which by the way, I grew up and realized I was way smarter than those people who called me a total idiot. I still have this core belief that if I'm standing in front of a group of people telling them the history of a museum, that they're going to figure out I'm really a moron and I'm a fraud. And I know that that's imposter syndrome too, but it's, 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 it's wild. I don't know. So I'm going to, Let's see here. I am going to pick an older one. Let's do, uh, oh, um, this is one from one of my favorite people. Uh, let's see. And it's hot. Let's see. I just want to make sure. Okay. This is one of my favorite people. And I. this is your poop scoop for the week. Oh, so just go get takoyaki. Uh, recap the first 25 minutes of this episode where I said I had nothing to say. That's usually how it goes. I always have something to say. Uh, try takoyaki and I'm not dumb. Uh, there we go. I could have said all that in two minutes, uh, but here we are. And I worked at a Korean nightclub for a long time and I was in a Korean restaurant and a Korean couple were marveling at how well the white girl was holding her own in a Korean restaurant. And I will wear that as a badge of honor for a long time. Um, so here we go. Here's your poop scoop. I'm out of poop scoops and I'm actually kind of working on my IBS. Um, I'm working on it in terms of like 
regulating my nervous system, uh, yoga, drinking lots of water, and my diet. I will conquer this IBS this year. If doctors won't help me, I will do it on the inside. I have to. It is, it is. Uh, so it's it's been it's it's been all right, ish. I'm. I mean, it's still like four days of not pooping and then exploding but it's not like maybe it's not better but uh i haven't pooped my pants knock on wood so send me your poop scoops uh kimcrawlspace at gmail.com kimcrawlspace at gmail.com they can be like this one they can be your own one time someone sent me something where they pooped a little on their bath mat and i am so proud of this because they said while after while it was happening they said i bet kim crawl is going to love this and i want you to know that that email made me go i made it i made it like in my life, I made it. Like no matter what happens, someone listens to my podcast and sent, and thought of me when they had a poop mishap. That is amazing. So please send me them. They bring me so much joy. Kim Crawlspace at gmail.com. All right. So it says Kralski. And if you don't know this, that's what I call myself. I call myself Kralski or the Kralski. Uh, there is an episode called The Kralski. I know a lot of people are like, you sound like the frat boy who like smashes beer cans against their head. But is it really that far off? Uh, when I was a kid, I was like, ooh, if we were Russian, our name would be Kralski. So my cousin and I started calling each other Kralski. And one of my first email addresses was kimkralski at gmail.com. And then I dated this guy for a hot minute. And I can't remember why he had my email. I think, well, he was a friend of a friend. And I think we met at, we, I know we met at a birthday party. And the birthday party, I think, was on like an Evite. So he had my email address. And so he thought he was Polish. And he was really excited because he thought I was Polish too. Because my name on my thing was Kim Kralski. And on like our second or third date, he was so excited and was like, are, are you Polish? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh. Well, what are you? And I and I I don't know. I'm I'm like uh, uh, Slavic, uh, German, and Irish, and he, uh, like super white, but like not Polish white. And um, and he was like he got so disappointed, and he said from my email he thought I was also Polish. Uh, I'm not, but I call myself the Kralski um, when I'm having a good time alone, uh, not like in a sexual way, just like having a good time talking to myself. No one thought I called myself the Kralski while masturbating. I don't think that's what you took that as, but if you did, just to clarify, don't call myself the Kralski while masturbating. Why, why would I, why did that come to my mind? Okay. So Kralski, it's me again. Bleep. I'm going to bleep out their name because I'm not sure if they want me to tell them your name. Coming in hot with another poop scoop. And yes, it was hot, but not in the way you look at a guy or gal and think, yeah, they're hot hot as in fresh out of your asshole hot oh my god i forgot about this um this was sent to me a year ago this is great so it was december 23rd 2021 so oh no this was sent to me two years ago it's 2024 guys i keep forgetting that okay so december 2020 23rd 2021 i was driving home from work on my last day in the office for the year drank a red bull in the afternoon and i was ready to get home and stay up late in preparation for christmas i called my sister on my longer than usual commute home to see what she was up to she's home with her family and just hanging out we're chatting and i mentioned that i had been so gassy that day and i can feel that i may have to poop we laugh and keep talking about god knows what and i feel the hottest gas bubble i have ever felt moving around in my asshole Oh, man, we all know that feeling. 
it was moving fast. Like as fast as someone who just dove into the deep end of a pool without taking a big enough breath. Oh, the gas bubble needed only it didn't. And it wasn't gas. But I didn't know that yet. I told my sister, Mariah, my stomach is rumbling and I have another 45 minutes to get home. I might shit myself. Oh, God, my car is still new and I'm wearing light colored pants. What if I ruin my pants or my seat? She's on the other end of the phone via Bluetooth laughing, saying I'll be able to hold it. And then it happened. The 666 degrees gas bubble from hell escaped my ass and filled my Volkswagen with an unbearable smell and my underwear and ass crack with a small river of diarrhea. Oh my God. Also the descriptions of like this, like the writing on this is like no notes. Nice. I yelled to my sister. Oh God. Oh God. It just came out. It was more than a fart. She's laughing. And when she calms down, I ask, well, have you shit your pants recently? She says, yeah, more recently than I'd like to admit. I love that after you're like, your pants are full of poop and you're like, well, what about you? <laughs> I mean, I guess what do you do? I put my, my pants in my car once and I had to just drive home in it until I got home and then figure out what was next. Yeah, I guess there's nothing you can do. You just sit in it. Okay, so she says, more recently than I'd like to admit. Well, she has a reason. She's pregnant and her body is wicked busy growing a human. So she gets a pass. We all get a pass, by the way. We all get a pass pooping our pants. It just happens sometimes. This thing is so unpredictable. It's just unpredictable. And sometimes food has something in it that's not supposed to have in it. It's just our... Meanwhile, I'm 29 and shitting myself out of what I believe was simply pure excitement to have a semblance of a vacation. That is funny. Now it's going to sound like I'm going off track here, but stay with me. I had gone to a bodega Louie a few days prior to this shit incident. This is great writing, by the way. And they gave me a few napkins. Their napkins are thick and durable, so I put them in my glove box in case I needed them to blow my nose or whatever. Well, after I shit my pants at the red light of a black of Black Welder and La Cienega and it seen the light cycle no less than six times, I knew I needed to clean up somehow. So I reached for Bodega, the Bodega Louis napkins, tear off a decent sized piece and check the cars to my right and my left. Sister's still on the phone. Good, I was just going to ask that. I already felt weird about the hot, hot dookie in my pants. Oh my God. I didn't need strangers seeing what happens next. I took the torn piece of bodega napkin and soaked it up the river of doo-doo. Oh my God, doo-doo. <laughs> like the writing on this is amazing. And then layered another on top of that as if that would make my butt crack and asshole feel any cleaner. The next 45 minutes were the stinkiest minutes I've ever spent with myself. Even with the windows down. Oh my God. I got home, flushed the napkin and tossed my underwear. The second pair in a month's time. No judgment here. You know that this is a safe space. <laughs> Remember my light colored pants? Somehow by the grace of God, the hot shit didn't burn through my underwear and ruin them. Or my driver's seat. Thank fuck. And that's the story how I shipped my pants at 29 years old right before Christmas. Oh, it was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Send me your poop scoops at uh, kimcrawlspace at gmail.com. Man, that... 
Oh, I love that so much. So I, I, I wrote down a few things. I went on a hike a couple of weeks ago. I go on these big, beautiful hikes with my dear, dear friend, Abby. And uh, she picks these wonderful, insane, like, just just like, oh, I think I picked, the, it doesn't matter, but she picked this beautiful, like, we walked, we hiked to a waterfall. I will post a reel of this soon. I'm, I'm trying to post all of my content. Um, I have so much content and I just am too lazy to edit it. And I think that that is bad. Um, that is bad. Um, so it's so funny because I, not haha funny, I'm going to get a little serious. I have a hard time asking for help. Like I am always like, I got this. I got this. I don't need you. I got this, you know? And when we, when we hiked the bridge of nowhere, um, eight months ago or yeah, when August, um, which is so funny. Cause she's like, she's like, Oh, it's this, this hike, hopefully it'll be good. And I'm like, oh, and uh, she's like, hopefully it won't be too tough. And I was like, I don't know. I won't have COVID this time and it won't be hell hot. So it'll probably be fine. Cause I, if you remember, we went to the bridge of nowhere uh, in August and I had COVID and didn't know it. I just had a really runny nose and I couldn't breathe, but I usually can't breathe super well. Um, so I just thought it was just like, cause it was a hot day. Nope. Had COVID. Thankfully I didn't give Abby COVID. Uh, but it's so we, we, we are crossing a, a couple of rivers like we were last time. And I don't know if it was just like, it was colder. So I didn't want to get my feet super wet. Cause I, you know, I was just like, it just feels dangerous to have my feet super wet while I'm trucking through the mountains. Um, but I was having, we, we crossed the first river and I'm unable to do it. And I was like, my equilibrium's off. I feel like I just feel off. I don't know. And this woman is like, I don't think I can ever talk about how much I love this woman. Um, first, she's like, do we need to go home? What do, what do you need to do? Like, are you, I want you to feel happy and safe. And I was like, no, I got it. And then I didn't have it. And I, this is going to sound so, if you're like a normal person who was raised around normal parents, whatever normal means, I mean, just like healthy and supportive parents, uh, this is going to make you think that this is a, that you're going to be, uh, maybe this whole podcast is blowing your mind in terms of that, of like things that I just never crossed my mind. I asked her to help me walk across the rivers. I was having a hard time walking across the rivers that day and I leaned on a person. Um, and I, and it was so funny. I, I not ha ha funny. How many times in an episode do I say that? It's so funny, not haha funny. Um, like immediately later that day, I saw this this tweet and I saved it. It's from someone named Kate Kelly. Uh, it said, I don't know ne who needs to hear this, but hyper independence is the result of trauma. I don't need anybody and must do everything myself really means my ability to trust has been injured by people systematically letting me down and failing me. You do need people. We all do. And it was just like, I was just such like a kismet. Like I got it later that day and I cried because like I have people in my life who I can lean on. And, you know, when I was able to tell her how hard it was for me to ask for that kind of help, I was like, it's really hard for me to ask for this. Um, I just feel like I was like, I feel like I'm worried that you think I'm not strong enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not tough enough. And I know intellectually none of that is real. And it goes back to those core beliefs, you know, those core. And I'm working with a, a group and a coach and, a, and therapy and 12 steps, all that to unwind that, that 
fucking core, my core beliefs, my, the shit that I was told in my formative years. And I've done such a good job. And I'm saying that, you know, I'm, I'm giving myself praise. I've done such a good job in terms of, in terms of intellectually being able to unravel all the things I was told that simply aren't true as a child, but they're still my core programming and I need help deprogramming. And so that's why I'm doing all, and I'm so grateful that, and that's where one lucky broad, one lucky broad that I have a f- people in my life that even though it's really hard for me to ask for help, I do. And then I have people in my life who she held my hand through every every river and we got to the waterfall when usually I would just be like, no, it's all right. And I'd power through and I'd be scared the whole time, you know, or I'd say, yeah, let's go home. You know, I like, and it's funny, like when I was a kid, not funny, haha, take a drink. Um, when I was a kid, I went roller skating. We were on like a Girl Scout troop or trip or something like that. It was like a, a group of people were roller skating. There was a place in Littleton, Colorado called Funplex and it had a big roller skating rink and, and I hated roller skating. I was terrified of it. Um, and when I, I, I remember this core memory, my dad and I were skating around and he is, you know, I mean, we weren't praising his parenting, so I don't need to like, I don't need to disclaim what happens next. Um, we're roller skating around. He's holding my hand and I'm, no, I'm first, I'm on the wall. Right. And he comes over and he's like, I, hold my hand. I got you. Let's roller skate around. And he's roller skating like a champ. I don't know. Both my parents are pretty good roller skaters. I don't know why. Uh, and I am holding his hand and I'm really scared and he's going really fast and he tells me to just lean back and I lean back and I fall flat on my back and it hurts so bad. And it wasn't meant with, Oh my God, are you okay? I love you. Let me help you up. I'm sorry. You misunderstood. I mean, lean back, you know, like I, like it was meant with, it was just meant with cruelty and, and laughter, you know, it wasn't meant with parenting. It was meant with, and the fact that now, you know, God, it took me how many years to get on solid ground and be able to like trust people. But I'm grateful that I, you know, I did get on solid ground. Um, and I'm grateful that I'm learning to unravel those core beliefs, those core, that core programming or deprogram. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, good news. I, uh, got my, my $38 back from Spirit Airlines. I don't know if anybody else has to learn that lesson every five years or so. Every five years or so, I'll take a Spirit Airline flight. And then I'm like, oh, right, this is awful. Do you know if you bring a a, a carry-on bag with Spirit, it's $99 to carry on your bag. And it's $60 to check a bag. All the other airlines are $30. And it's and I believe it's 10 pounds lighter, too. I think it has to be 10 pounds. I think it's like 40 instead of 50 pounds uh, with Spirit Airline. And so $99. So I checked my bag for 60 I also was coming home from Christmas. So I had, you know, a massive bag. And, uh, and... I uh, was coming home. Yeah, I, I checked the bag and I paid for my seat. Um, I was like, I it was $38 to have a window seat. I think I told you guys this. I was so mad. And then they moved me. 
And they were like, yeah, you're $38, which I'm like, that is so much more than other airlines. Most airlines are either free or $9 or something like that. Like, it's like absurd. And most airlines aren't like uncomfortable to fly across the country in the middle, middle seat, the way spirit is. spirit airlines don't even like lean back. Isn't that wild? Um, there's not even a real tray table. It's like the size of a tablet that folds down. I don't know. It's, I have to learn this lesson every five years. And so they changed my seat to a middle seat after I paid $38 for the window and I was like, okay, well, when is it going to be refunded? And the woman was like, it'll automatically be refunded. And I was like, I don't believe you because spirit is trash. Uh, but I was like, okay. So I gave it three weeks. And earlier this week, I was like, all right, we're going to, they never refunded it. We're going to attempt to call. There is no, it is no way to call spirit. There is no way to call spirit. Um, the few numbers on their website, uh, one number answered, hello. And I was like, uh, hi, is this spirit airlines? And they were like, uh, yeah. And then I explained my thing and I, they were like, oh, we can't help you with that. And I was like, all right, well, do you have a number I could just call that I could call that could help me with it? And then they hung up on me. And then the second number was like, uh, yeah, we don't do that. And I was like, well, is there a number? And then they hung up on me. So then I, and like the, the chat online wouldn't give you an option, but I stuck with it and I was able to de our text message with, and he kept being like, well, the next time this happens, you can just go to the website. I was like, silly, silly Dwayne. I think you don't know the company you work for. Cause I've been on the website for, but I was like, cool. So I got my money back. Fuck spirit forever. Um, it sucks though, because it was like, I, I like, it was like a $300 difference, um, flying back from Baltimore to here, um, from spirit. And so it sucks, but it's also like, I, I don't know. I, you know, end up paying, you know, I ended up paying an extra hundred dollars and then the two, you know, and then if you want water, it's a whole thing, but I just want you guys to know that I got my money back from spirit. I don't know if you care about that. I have a question for everyone. Do you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom at home? I don't. I do if I poop or I'm doing period stuff. But if I just pee, I don't. Is that weird? I would like your opinions. Is there a comment section on these podcasts? I, I should probably know. It's been uh, almost three, almost four years I've been doing this podcast. That's insane. Um, oh, my God. And you all have shown up. That's my one lucky broad this week is that you all have shown up every week. I don't even know. This episode feels like I'm like rambling, but I think that's mostly what crawl space is anyway. But um, I'm one lucky broad that you all have shown up. I can't imagine if I like put on a show once a week and this many people showed up every week to listen. And I just thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like I'm a whole different person than I was at the beginning of this podcast. So if you are a person who just joined and you're like, great, I'm going to listen to all the other episodes. Um, I'm night and day different, I think. I mean, I feel different. Um, I finally, so one year ago right now, I just got to Thailand or I was on a flight to Thailand. Um, I'd be getting there 
Well, yeah, I just got to Thailand, which is so fun. I just got a message from my uh, Thailand BM BFFs from Manchester that I met there, and they're planning a trip to America, so I'm going to get to see them again. Um, but I I am going to post the rest of my Thailand trip, which I never did. And I have this, like, deep insecurity that people are going to be like, oh, like, she's posting that again. Like, who cares? Like, I'm like, what are they going to say? Uh, it's my scrapbook. You know what I mean? Instagram's like your scrapbook. So, but I, when I... I was in Thailand and I never tried a dragon fruit while I was there. And there's dragon fruit here, but it's much cheaper in Thailand. Um, I finally bought one at the Thailand airport in Bangkok. Um, I don't think that's called the Thailand airport, but um, the airport in Bangkok, I bought one for, I had like 300 baht left, right? And so I bought one for 150 baht and I, I had a long trip and I just figured I'd eat, I'd eat it at some point on that trip. Um, you know, flight home. Right. And I didn't, I didn't, I slept for most of it. I don't, you know, I just didn't, I didn't. And I didn't know that you weren't allowed to bring fruit back from another country. I didn't know that was a rule. Uh, so I'm going through customs in Seattle. When I come back to America, I'm going through customs in Seattle and they ask if I have any food on me. And I was like, Oh yeah, I have these like banana chip things i can't remember what those were they were really fucking weird but really fucking good no they weren't banana chips they were like these weird gooey sesame seed candy i don't know it was weird but it was really good i took a picture um because i want to remember but i was like i have those and they're like we don't care about that and i was like and i have a dragon fruit and they were like oh follow us i don't know if you were if i told this story last year when i got home and so i don't know if you've ever been pulled aside to do extra security at customs coming in from another country not a joking matter don't make jokes they don't like it um so I show her the dragon fruit and she's like well, we have to confiscate it you can't bring it in the country and I was like and all I said I was like okay well I just bought it in Thailand if you want to eat it and she's like ma'am I'm not going through your luggage so I can eat stuff from it I'm gonna throw it away because it can't enter this country and I was like oh I was half kidding, but also what a waste of food. Okay. Um, but so I swore to myself, I would try a dragon fruit. I was like, you're going to try a dragon fruit. Cause you didn't, I bet it would, was way better in Thailand, but you're going to try a dragon fruit. And I finally bought one a couple of weeks ago. I finally bought one. And then I realized that there was no way I was ever going to eat one on that plane because I didn't have internet service. And I had had to Google how to eat the dragon fruit. And you know, it was okay. It was a year buildup. It was okay. It was good. It was expensive. It was like $6 or something like that, or like $3 for a little one. I don't know. And it was like 150 baht, which is like, I don't know, 50 cents in Thailand. Um, so I just want you to know, I, I had the Thailand, the, the dragon fruit here in America, and I finally fulfilled this thing. Um, but yeah, don't joke in the customs. Uh, let's see, what else do I have? Uh, I wrote this down. So I have these notes with crawl space. I have these notes with crawl space that I, um, like if something happens, I like write it down to tell you guys and because I won't remember. And so I wrote this down and I can't bring myself to un like delete it i can't i think i've already said it but every time we see it, it makes me laugh so hard it just says i sharded at home and i was way too excited also it's for sure pooping my pants 
Because remember, I have that buddy who doesn't think it's pooping his pants. He doesn't think sharding is pooping your pants. He thinks it's a separate thing. And it's like, well, what goes in your pants? And it's so funny. I think I've, I've talked about this a ton. But I'm like, I'm like, all right. He's like, well, it's not. It's not. It's sharding. It's not pooping your pants. And I'm like, yeah, it's pooping your pants. And I'm like, well, what is sharding? He goes, well, it's when you think of fart. And, and I was like, and? And it turns into a poop. You're not, you're like, what? Like, and he was like, he still stand, dies on that hill. I think it's also because he pooped his pants like 12 times in lockdowns and it's much more comforting to call it sharding or yeah, than it is to poop your pants. But bro, you pooped your pants. Um, so I will probably say this again, the sentence again at some point. Um, I have a comedian's brain. It's so, it's, it's, it's good, but this is, this is where it happens. So, and, and it's comforting because I know all comedians have it. Cause so last time I went to Baltimore or Columbia to visit family, Roger and Katie and family, um, Roger's telling me about how this new big group of people love me. Right. He's like, Oh my God, you met all, he, I met a bunch of his friends and he's like, Oh my God, they all love you. And then he proceeded to name every single one of them except for one guy. One guy he didn't name. And I was like, oh, does, does that guy not like me? And he's like, oh, my God, you're such a comedian. He's like, I said, everybody likes you. I'm like, but you named everyone but that guy. And I'm like, does that guy not like me? And he's like, that guy likes you fine. And I'm like, I, but you didn't. why didn't you list him in the thing? He goes, I don't know. I forgot. And he's like, you're such a comedian. And then I, this is Roger. And he tells me this story that is... Chris Rock is like, I could be performing in a stadium full of laughing people. Everyone is hysterically laughing. Everyone, except one guy. One guy in the front row isn't laughing. The rest of the stadium is howling. And I cannot let go of that one guy who's not laughing. I need that guy to laugh. And that is comedians. And it's, and it's, I'm working so hard on that because I feel like, it doesn't matter if not everybody likes me. I like me and the right people like me and I'm funny. So it's fine. But working on the whole operating under the assumption uh, that not everyone, you know, I operate under the assumption that I'm wrong and everyone doesn't like me. And I'm working on those core beliefs. I'm working on those core, like deprogramming myself. Um, yeah. And I'm really grateful that I have all the tools and I get to come here every week, even when I don't feel like popping, like coming on and recording. Like today I was like, ah, let's do it tomorrow. And tomorrow will turn into tomorrow. I don't know if I ever told you guys this, but my dad used to say this to me. Most of my dad's sayings, like lessons were either, uh, like poker analogies or something to do with alcohol. Um, which is funny, but not haha funny. Take a drink. Uh, he, he would say, you know, this guy goes out, he owns a bar and he, he writes, you know, puts us, puts a sign out front that says free beer tomorrow. So every time someone comes in, it says free beer tomorrow. So it's always tomorrow that the beer is free. And he's like, don't do free beer tomorrow. Don't put off tomorrow what you could do today. <laughs> Which is like, he could have just said that last part, but he needed to tell the free beer tomorrow. And so I know if I don't do this uh, like Thursday or before, uh, we won't get an early episode access. And every time I record it, I, I'm like, I have nothing to say. I always have something to say. Always. About everything. Um, but yeah, so that's your episode, you guys. Thank you. Thank you for showing up every week. I cannot believe it's almost been four years since I started this thing. That is fucking bananas. 
Um, so thank you. Uh, I don't think I, I think I say that all the time, but I don't feel like I say it enough. It really means a lot to me that you listen and show up every week. I feel like I've made a lot of internet friends through this podcast. A lot of friends that I, that found me somehow and hear me and relate to me. And it just makes me feel, you know, not alone. I spent a lot of my life feeling pretty, you know, um, unique, like, like unfixable. And like, I was the only one that, uh, felt all these things and you all make me feel seen and heard. Oh, and real quick, I want to retract something from last week, uh, or two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, and it, Roger reached out to me, um, who is a friend of the show. Uh, at this point, you all know who Roger is. And I was saying committed suicide. And I guess that is not, that is not, we've updated it to be more sensitive. And I would like to admit that. So it is uh, died by suicide. So I apologize if anybody, when I was talking about that subject, if I hurt anybody when I was, you know, saying it incorrectly. Um, I know on social media, they want to, you to say unalive yourself because they don't like kill yourself. But I like died by suicide because commit makes it sound, it, it's kind of like victim shaming um, of the person who, yeah. So thank you, Roger, for reaching out. And, and I want to amend that. I hope I didn't upset anybody a couple weeks ago when I, when I said it wrong. I didn't know. And now I know. And I will uh, amend that, you know. Um, so thank you, everyone. Thank you. Uh, let's see here uh if you want to join patreon first say thank you uh, first say uh first thank you to all of my patreon subscribers uh it means so much to me that you guys are uh part of this it means a lot um if you'd like to join uh we have a bunch of different tiers from three dollars to i think 25 is the highest i don't know um and you get a bunch of cool stuff you get early access to these episodes two bonus episodes every month um ug fine with jeff may and i and then also uh do you even lift up babe with maggie mayfield and i we are finally back we skipped december because we were both our heads were on fire with schedules but we are back we are back um yeah, and some other fun stuff. I am currently recording that voiceover, uh, that voiceover, that, uh, that, that, my book. And I've been doing it for a long time. So I promise, Patreon people, please be patient. I appreciate your patience. You've already been patient. You should be getting that soon. So if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get a free download of my book, Confessions of a Recovering Party Girl. And if you want to buy the book, it's on Amazon or um, it should be up on my website soon if you want to sign copy. If not, you can just Venmo me. Um, $20 and that 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 covers the price of the book the price of shipping and handling and I'll sign it um so that's at Kim Crawl, just my name um I think that's it but yeah if you want to join that'd be awesome if not I love that you're here every week it means the world to me I think that's it everyone take a deep breath um and drink some water all right I'll talk to you guys next week be kind be safe bye Cross me, cross me, cross me.